today we're going to talk about machine matzahs versus hand matzahs. Which one is better, man versus machine? So uh, this uh, shayla became very popular in the middle of the 1800s when they first developed the idea of making uh, machine matzahs. And the shayla got so serious that if you look in the Avnei Nezer, in Archaim, Simon Tav Kuf Lamed Vav, the Avnei Nezer addresses a community that he had heard had just fired their rabbi because the rabbi ossered machine matzahs. So the Avnei Nezer said, you made two big mistakes community. Number one, machine matzahs are asr. So the rabbi was right. And number two, you don't fire a rabbi when the rabbi says that something's asr. What kind of rabbi do you expect to have if you're going to fire him every time something's asr? So you better do tshuva and hire this guy back. But you see, it gives you a little sense of the history of how contentious this issue was, that they were going to fire a rabbi over the issue of uh, machine matzah. Now machine matzah does have certain significant advantages. First, most appealing and important advantage is that it's extremely cheap comparatively, meaning uh, now hand shmuri, it's like $25 a pound or something, whereas uh, machine shmuri is like $5 a pound. And considering, you know, tough economic times and people who have uh, financial difficulties, there's good reason to assume that that's a significant consideration that should be taken into account when dealing with uh, machine matzahs. And the other problem that you find throughout the chuvas in, in, in Poskim is that in, by, machine, by hand matzahs, it was very difficult to find good workers, because it's very difficult to find people who are going to be good at what they do and yet only really need a job for a few months out of the year. And what are they doing the rest of the year? And if they're doing a normal job the rest of the year, how do they manage to leave those jobs? So it's very hard to find competent, good workers who are going to see to it that it gets done properly. As opposed to it, by uh, machine matzahs, the machine does everything. So either the workers don't have to be nearly as diligent in, uh, in, in, in what they do. Plus, uh, the way machine matzahs work, I mean, these, these companies are, uh, are producing... Well, actually, I don't know. They do produce a lot more at four pesos. They're not, not necessarily producing year-round. But it seems to be a little easier in terms of the manpower that's necessary. So what would be the problem with having machine matzahs? So there, there are different levels of problems. There are three different types of problems. One type of problem that you have is a problem in terms of using these matzos l'shem mitzvah. That there are certain requirements for the mitzvah of matzah. Not that they're chametz, but for the mitzvah of matzah, there are certain requirements that you have. The second level of problems that we have, which would mean that it's only an issue for the Seder and the rest of the Yantif, you're good. The second issue that we will have is concerns that we find in the poskim of a chashash chimutz on machine matzos. Now that would be a significant issue. That would mean that you're never allowed to have it throughout throughout Yantif. And the third kind of issue that we have is just general problems, social problems, problems with the people involved, something of that nature that are really external to the to the core arguments. Um, and so so let's go through all three types of problems. First of all, there is a requirement that matzos be done uh, be made the shema. That you need to do a shimur l'shem mitzvah. Rav Chai going in the sheiltos and parshas tzav siminai and vav writes that if you uh, that that if a cherishot or a katan does the kneading of the dough and they're not chayiv in the mitzvah, so therefore anyone the rule is anyone who's not chayiv in the mitzvah is unable to create a lishma in the mitzvah. So cherishot of a katan needs the dough even if a Jew uh, a Yisrael who's a gadol and a bardas bakes the matzahs that. That's no good because it's a chisarin in l'shma. So pashtus is if cherishat v'katan doing the kneading or doing the baking or doing any part of it is a chisarin in l'shma. So a machine doing any part of it is of course a chisarin in l'shma. The machine is also not a bar chiyuva in the uh, in the mitzvah of of matzah. Now this very fact that a cherishat v'katan is a problem, the cherishat v'katan doing it l'shma is a problem, is really not so easy to understand at all. The minchaschinu mitzvah yud. 
Yud writes that he has a very difficult time with this because unlike let's say by a get where you have to write a get lishma, the pasuk says because of law, so we darshin lishma that you have to write a get lishma. What needs to be lishma? Because of law, you need the ksiva, the act to be lishma. Where do we learn the shema by matzos? Ushmartem es matzos. So what has to be lishma? Afia, lisha, no, ushmartem. The shmira needs to be lishma. So the Chinuch says, I don't understand why the halach is in Shulchan Aruch, and it is a halach in Shulchan Aruch. Beferish in Shulchan Aruch, Simon Tav Samach says, I don't understand why the halach is in Shulchan Aruch that if a katan or a cherish or a shota uh, does the lisha or the afia when there's a gadol omid al gabav, there's a Jew standing right there having kavanah l'shma. I don't really understand why that's a problem. And Rosh Sternbach deals with this in his Sefer Modem Uzmanim Chelik Gimel Simon Reish Samach Dalit. Also, why would that be a problem? But there's no denying it is a problem, because it says in the Shulchan Aruch that it, uh, that, that, that it is a problem. Melchizkinuch uh, says, I found one Svartic rabbi that wrote a Sefer that asked this Kasha, but he just denies the whole thing. He says, well, there are lots of Rishonim that say it's not a problem. He says, well, that doesn't make me happy, because at the end of the day, Shulchan Aruch says, it is a problem. So, that's, that's Stam a good Kasha. Rav Sturmbach has a whole approach to it that he thinks that maybe the Din of Shmir Lashma means that you have to do the best possible Shmira you can do. And you're better equipped to do a Shmira when you're actively involved in the process than you are when you're not actively involved in the process, when you're just watching it. So maybe that's the din of Shmira Lashma. It's not a din that there needs to be a Maisa Lashma. The din is in the Shmira, but your Shmira is going to be a higher level Shmira when you're actively involved in the process. So he argues if that's true, then it wouldn't be a problem by the machine matzahs. Because what's your best Shmira? By using a machine that's better than a human being and making sure that there's no chimuts. So that's your Shmira Ma'ula. It would turn out that the Shmira, that that the machine matzah would be better in terms of the shmira l'shma, but that's a vart, meaning we don't know if Shurmbach is right, and that being the pshat in why it is that uh, that the cheresh of doing it is not a problem. But the other the other way to get around it is the. Uh, the assumption of many, many poskim, Ravadi quotes in Yechavdaskal, a whole host of poskim will say, What are you talking about? You are doing a Maisa When you push the button on the machine and the machine starts running, so everything that the machine does after you push the button is your Maisa. So Melin is a Maisa So that Maisa counts for everything. And that's a very debatable point. What's called your Maisa and what's called only a Grama? What's called the Koach Sheni? Secondary, not your direct Maisa. So that's the major debate in the, in the Akron. So Quotes the Chesed Avram, the Marsham, and the Achiezer, and the Torah Rafal, and the Eretz Tzvi, and the Chazanish, and the Har Tzvi that all say that it's called your Maisa, that the whole thing is called your your uh, your Maisa. He quotes several posts that say that way, and he thinks at least Bidiyavid, you could be somek on that in terms of whether it is or is not your Maisa. That's in terms of the problem of your Maisa, Lishma, that issue. What about the issue of Chashash Chimut? So, the Divrei Chaim writes in the Tshuva, Archaim Simlachav Gimel, that he doesn't think the machines could be cleaned properly to get rid of all the Chametz. And if they can't be cleaned properly, the dough is going to sit there, it's going to all become Chametz. Furthermore, many of the Postcom say, Shlomo Kluger is one of the major opponents of machine matzah. In Ha'elof L'Chashlomo, Hashmato, Simon Lamed Beis, Shlomo Kluger writes that uh, the, the Gemar Psachim Lamed Vav says that you're not supposed to make matzahs anywhere near heat. If there's a lot of heat there, so the chimutz is going to happen more quickly. So a machine, when it heats up, the motor heats up, so that, that, that artificial heat that's added is going to make the chimutz happen more quickly, so he's afraid of uh, chimutz in that, in that situation. Some of the postcom are afraid that aging machinery is going to be a problem. So in Seder Aruch, he quotes, that what are you going to do? We're going to say right now, it's mutter to use machine matzah. 20 years later, they're still going to be using the same machine, and we're going to see that the machine's not doing as good a job anymore. It's breaking down. And we're going to say, listen, you can't 
can't use that. It's becoming chametz. People are going to say, what do you mean? The Gadol Adar, 20 years ago, told me that it's mutter. You're going to tell me this machine is awesome? Yeah, he told you when it was brand new, it's mutter. Now it's a whole different machine. I don't know, that, that time didn't, didn't resonate with me so much. Because you can say the same thing about people. People also get old. And uh, also become less efficient and less effective at their jobs. So what do you say? The Gadol Adar ate from this woman's matzah. When she was 50, now she's 98. So maybe you wouldn't eat from her matzah. Maybe she's not as uh, as, as effective in, in being Shomer from uh, from Chimut. And the Rav Shlomo Kluger also writes that he's worried that sometimes little bits of wheat get stuck in the matzah. So if you have a person overseeing the whole thing, he'll know to pull it out. But a machine doesn't know to pull it out. Either way, at the end of the day, none of these concerns seem to be a real issue with our machines. Bizman Azeh, in a machine matzah company where they have a good ashkacha, they scrub down the machines... Uh, uh, they scrub down all the different parts all the time, and it seems that they do get rid of any leftover remnants of dough that are left on the machine. So it seems that that's not not really a major uh, a major concern. The concern of chimutz, um, you have to make sure it has a reliable ashkacha. The other problems are more social. Uh, for instance, uh, the uh, some of the poskim said, "What do you mean you're supposed to be osik in the mitzvah yourself? That's a chibuv mitzvah to do the mitzvah yourself." Just like the Gemara in Shabbos, the Kufi says that in Erev Shabbos, all the gedoli amorim they'd make their own kugel, they'd sweep the floors themselves. What, they didn't have people who were willing to do it for them? They did, but it's better to do the mitzvah yourself. So it's better to have a human being doing the mitzvah. Okay, yeah, but it's also better to have matzah that's not chametz. So if you can have a better matzah, matzah that's more effective, so then, you know, you would argue the other side. Another of Shlomo Kluger said, what's going to be with all the parnasa for the people who bake in the matzah bakeries? They're all going to lose their jobs now because machine is going to take over? It's the same uh, same reason why people didn't like Easy Pass. Easy Pass takes away all the jobs from the Tolbooth collectors, but it creates jobs for people that work in the Easy Pass, uh, you know, uh, offices. I don't know. I don't know if the technological revolution that, that occurred has taken away jobs, you know, net, net. It probably, there are a lot of jobs added in the technology uh, sector. So I don't know. I'm not sure that it takes, you know, I don't know how we make those cheshbonos, that this is bad for Klal Yisrael because it takes away nebuch jobs from people who need jobs. I'm not really sure how, how that works exactly. It's a judgment call. The chachamim, the manhigim of uh, Kol Dor Vidar have to figure it out. There's also significant issues with the changing of the shape of the matzah because to make it look more authentic, originally when they made the square matzahs, when they, the machine only produced squares. So they would cut out circles from the squares to make it look more like regular matzahs. And what do they do with the dough that they cut off? Oh, throw it back in the machine and put it in for the next round. Well, it's, now it's been sitting out for uh, for a half hour already. Now it's more of a So that was an issue. So that's why they made takanas that you got to keep the machine matzah square because they're afraid of what's going to happen if you start cutting around around the edges. Ksav Sofer says, look, I am against chadash, anything new. My father left me a tradition, chadash asam in a Torah, but at the end of the day, it's very hard to find good help these days, and it's very hard to find good people to work in matzah bakeries. It's uh, the people don't know what they're doing, and it's impossible to find people who know what they're doing. So I have to be makel with machine matzahs. It's just stam. It's going to do a better job at the end of the day. There's nothing else we can do about it. Um, also, the alternative may be that a lot of people won't eat matzah if you don't have enough matzah to produce, or if the only matzah you have to produce is twenty-five dollars a pound. Um, the Avni Nezer isn't so concerned about that. The Avni Nezer says, okay, so let those people eat machine matzah. But you eat, when, when you're asking the Shaila, and you're willing to spend the money, because you're capable of spending that money, so you should eat the, 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 the hand matzah. He doesn't think that we have to worry about the repercussions of what's going to happen in other communities when people aren't going to spend on it. And then uh, Divrei Chaim discusses whether it's an issue of motzi laz ala rishonim, that, uh, that you're going to be, or motzi laz, not ala rishonim, on other communities. That if I am makvitid only hand matzah, and other communities eat machine matzah, 
and maybe it's going to be multi lies. I think you could argue that that's not uh, the biggest concern in the world. So what do poskim do? So there's some poskim that are makbid to dafki dahen matzah primarily because of the lishma issue. Why are people makbid throughout the whole pesach? Probably because they're makbid in general to eat matzah that you can use at the seder throughout the whole pesach, like the gra holds that it's a kiyum daraisa throughout the entire pesach, even though it's only a chiyum daraisa the night of the seder. On the other hand, there are some that are makbid to dafka only use machine matzah because they trust it much more. I heard uh, from a member of Ravaran Salvechik's family that Ravaran Salvechik was makbid to only use machine matzah. Why? Because the tradition goes in the family that one time he took a tour of one of the big uh, hand matzah bakeries in Brooklyn and he came home with two matzahs and they said to him, what are you doing with only two matzahs after you go to the bakery? And he said, he said, I have the only two kashal pesach matzahs in the whole bakery because he was not impressed at all with the system that they had going on there. But he was the Rav Machshav of Streitz and he thought that the machine matzah is much more efficient and much less of a chance of chametz. So he was makvid to dafka have machine matzahs. So everyone follows uh, their own minhag. That's the the basic background to the story of machine versus hand.